Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast this week. We are again talking about spiritual disciplines. But first, um, I'm just going to introduce everyone. My name is Caleb. I'm on staff here at Well and BIC Church, and uh, we're so happy. I'm so happy to have those who are watching or listening um, taking part. Um, we also have our Pastor Larry here, and also Pastor Andrew. Um, and yeah. Um, Pastor Andrew, do you want to talk about what we're talking about this this week? Yeah, super. Thanks so much, Caleb. Thanks to everyone who's joining us live right now. And for those who will listen to this later on, either on YouTube or on uh, Spotify. Don't forget we're on Spotify as well. So that will be posted uh, maybe not till the beginning of next week, just because of Easter weekend. But we'll see. We'll see how uh, we'll see <laughs> see see how the weekend goes for Caleb. Yes. He's the one who uh, uploads that or whatever the technical term is to go to Spotify. So thanks, Caleb, so much for all you do for our church. And yes, we have Pastor Larry with us. Very special welcome to Pastor Larry, who is our associate pastor on staff at Well and BIC, and so grateful that he can join us. Well, as Caleb said, we're continuing on in our spiritual disciplines series. And I just want to reiterate, if you haven't seen, uh, we have two other podcasts listed on YouTube and on Spotify. The first one was on worship and Charmaine, my lovely wife, joined us for that. And then two weeks ago, we had Pastor Gord Gilmore join us to talk about um, the importance of being in community. And for some of you, you, that may be new to you in terms of uh, oh, I didn't really realize being in Christian community was actually a spiritual discipline that was new to me. It was one that I added, and I think as uh, a great argument can be made uh, that why being in Christian community is super important. So thank you again to each of you for joining us tonight. Tonight's topic in terms of spiritual disciplines is going to be how to uh, be a part of a Bible study. You're not even be a part of a Bible study, I should say, how to do your own personal Bible study. So this isn't in reference to uh, being a part of a Bible study group, which actually is important. And, and I would uh, go back to the idea of being a part of community for that. But how do you go from just what might be a regular devotion or a short time uh, perhaps a couple minutes to five minutes versus maybe something like 15 to 20 minutes in terms of actually studying the Bible. So why is this important for spiritual disciplines? We're going to unpack that. We're going to look at that as a group as well. Um, but one of the reasons we're doing this as a church is so that, uh, to be quite honest, is for me, even as a pastor, it's really important for me to know that our church people and or Christians in general, Christ followers, are growing in their own walk. Um, it's dangerous actually to be fully dependent on a church and or a pastor of some kind uh, because not all pastors are great. Uh, I'm certainly not great. I'm not perfect. Um, I think I, I give sound teaching and, and sound advice and so forth, but you might be following someone and if that's all you're doing is strictly following that one person and or that church, uh, that could end up being very dangerous depending on who that leader is and uh, what they're teaching or how they're guiding. And so it's very important to be able to interpret the Bible for yourself, to be able to learn how to study the Bible and, and to be able to do these things on your own, so to speak, um, because it's a part of the discerning process. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. 
one of the things we're going to do tonight is we're going to share our own experiences in how we all kind of go through our own Bible studies, how we work on that. And uh, so I'm going to share some things that work for me. Pastor Larry will share some things that have uh, certainly helped him in almost 50 years of pastoral ministry, 50 years of pastoral ministry ministry in June. So congratulations for that. Pastor Larry, that's uh, an amazing accomplishment and Caleb will share some of his. How many years for you? 50 years of ministry for Caleb? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just look like you've had 50 years of ministry. <laughs> I don't think I'm that, I look that old. <laughs> I don't have gray hairs yet. <laughs> no, not yet. They're coming. They're coming. Trust me. I didn't think I would go as gray as I've gone or as bald as I've gone uh, at this age. But uh Anyway, so we're going to have some fun with this tonight as we're already having some fun. Uh, so we're going to use uh, some of our own experiences, obviously, to share with you. But there's also one specific uh, reference that we're going to be looking at. And this is from olivetree.com, olivetree.com. And they have in one of their blogs on their website, they have something that they refer to as a seven-step process in Bible study a seven-step process in Bible study. Now, I want to just make a disclaimer right off the bat. Uh, I don't think the seven-step process is the uh, end-all and be-all of how to do Bible study. I think Bible study is a very personal thing. I think uh, it has all kinds of different methods, all kinds of different practices within it. And I think one of the important things for the individual in Bible study is finding what works for you finding what works for you. So even though Caleb, Pastor Larry, and myself are going to make some suggestions or going to share some of what works for us, you may try that in the next week or so, and you might go, oh, that's, that doesn't really work for me. Uh, and But I want to encourage you not to give up on that. Keep finding, uh, I'll say to other people, and uh, I reference it almost to counseling, Sometimes the first counselor or the second counselor isn't a great counselor for you and you just don't jive or it just doesn't work or whatever. Uh, don't give up on that process. And so same as Bible study. It's not a one method for everybody. There's multiple, multiple ways of creating and or doing a Bible study. And so we're going to look at that a little bit tonight. So again, thank you for joining us. And let's get into this a little bit deeper. So we're talking about Bible study Caleb, we're, uh, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to pick on you a little bit. How would you define Bible study? So when you think of Bible study, or if you were to define it for someone else, what would you say about that? How, how would you do that? Um, the way I see it is, the, so we have different ways of kind of connecting with God. Um, and one of them is Bible study. Yeah. So I find Bible study is in a, a kind of a basic description would be like a way to research and understand God Hmm. um, and to learn characteristics of who he is so that we can know, so we can learn from him and how to, and how we should deal with um, different situations. Hmm. So for specifically studying Jesus and how he dealt with situations, how he dealt with situations. Hmm. So that's kind of like, how I see it is kind of like a road roadmap to life of like just how to conduct ourselves and how to, to become a stronger Christian and to become closer to God and to understand him more um, so that our relationship with him becomes stronger. And we, kn- yeah. So like with a friend, you'd want to get to know what they like, what they don't like, 
um, things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. No, I, uh, that's awesome. The, the one thing you said that stuck out to me there for sure to myself was, um, essentially learning the character of God or the characteristics of God. Uh, <laughs> our, our Bible, we believe as Christ followers that the Bible is, and you used another expression there, kind of the roadmap. Um, it's, it's one of the primary, if not the primary way we get to know, um, God. Now we can certainly throw in that the Holy Spirit obviously reveals things to us, but I would even go one step further to say that, um, we also want to be checking that what the Holy Spirit reveals to us lines up with scripture. And I think that's mm, a, yeah. a really good thing to keep in mind. Uh, I get a little bit nervous when people come to me and they say, well, the Holy Spirit told me this or the Holy Spirit told me to do that. And it's completely doesn't align with scripture. Uh, that to me is a red flag personally, just to say, well, if, if that doesn't line up with scripture, I'm not sure because like, that's who God is. God is the word. Uh, the first chapter in John tells us that. And uh, so again, I, I understand that there's more going on there in terms of the Bible is a collective book. Uh, it was put together by men, uh, technically, uh, but we certainly believe it to be God-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired. And so if we're not checking uh, those things with one another, uh, I think we can also be in a bit of a danger area. But I'll pass it on to you, Pastor Larry. How would you define Bible study? I find it interesting, and it's a great question. I think the first thing that struck me trying to think this through, and the word came to me, personal Bible study, and I thought, you know, there, there's a very strong truth in this, and this is what I've had to work on for the last 50-plus years, that personal Bible study is imperative for me because if I'm not careful, I can look at a text or a portion of Scripture and I'm, I'm preparing my mind for a sermon or a seminar or counseling. So when I think about um, Bible study, I have to really focus uh, not from an egocentric point of view, but to look at, I need this for my own soul. If I want these people to grow, if I want them to know truth, then what do I gather from the Scripture? What is the Word of God saying to me? So, first of all, I, I look at it in terms of, this is personal. This is God and I. But then, to think about, this is the Bible, and Pastor Andrew's already alluded to this, this is God's primary way of introducing us to Him, and getting to know him. And uh, I think the other thing that really strikes me about this whole thing is uh, we can say we know someone. We, we know them. Do we know them well? Mm. And I, I don't think we do. I, I could say I've met Dr. Neil Anderson, and I have. I had a four-minute conversation with him, but that doesn't mean I know him. Mm. And so having met Christ back in, well, 63 years ago, I still don't know him to the depth of which I'd like to know him. Mm. And so when I study the scripture, I'm really investigating for myself because I want to invest that into others and, and transpose that, as it were, not only knowledge, but who God is, what is he uh, saying to us in, the, in these verses. So, And that's a study. And, and we, I've, after all these years, and Pastor Andrew alluded to this, 50 years, uh, I'm not an expert in this yet. I, I don't think mm. I'll ever be. I don't think we <laughs> will be. But we're going to continue. As I think that's why Peter said, Second Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the further knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Christ mm. Jesus. Amen. So I find it a tremendous opportunity to get to know who God is because he says um, he wants us to know him. Paul in uh, Philippians 3.10, that I may know him 
And the word know there is the word yada in, in Hebrew. In, in Greek, it's basically the same thing. Personally, intimately, God wants us to know him, and I want to know him intimately. The more time we spend together, the better I know him. And I think that's in a brief way is, is my own personal take on why yep. this is important and yeah. what it's about for me. Yeah. No, I love. I l- thanks, Pastor Larry. I love the illustration of of knowing him, and uh, um, I've used that in terms of too. Of if you know, I've used the expression that the Bible is God's love letter to us, and mm-hmm. then and then I've gone on to expand that in years past in in messages and things like if Charmaine sends me a love letter, uh, I don't just keep it off to the side. I don't just read a couple sentences of it. I I read the whole thing, and I'm excited about it, and it you know it's. Uh, maybe read it over and over right. and over again, right? And, and you keep um, it too. And well, I maybe don't keep my letters. <laughs> I probably did at one time, but uh, some people would. Yes, absolutely. Yes. There are people who have who definitely keep those, right? Which and like they store is, them, and they're very. Um, and as a parallel, it's it's sort of like highlighting your Bible. Yep. Um, just yeah. c- keeping those notes of like things that you've picked up from God that you want to remember. Yep. Absolutely. No, that's great. So, how would you guys? Because um, I, I would agree with your your definitions were were beautiful and wonderful there in terms of, uh, and I agree that that is to me a, a big part of what Bible study is is um, it's a desire to get to know our Lord and Savior more, and the primary way we do that is certainly through Scripture. So, studying our Bible is is very important, and that's why we've included it as a part of our spiritual disciplines um, Mm. uh, series. What I think is important for us to kind of define, and we might not be able to fully nail this, and certainly there'd be some wiggle room in terms of of how we define this or how we say there's a difference in this, but there, there is to me specifically a difference between what I call devotions or having daily devotions um, versus an actual Bible study time. So there, to me, there's difference between Bible study and just devotional time. Um, would you guys agree with that? And if so, how would you, how would you define the difference of those two things? Um, I would, I would agree with that because a Bible study is, um, a lot of times it's like, it's actually looking at a certain like piece of scripture or, or, you know, chapter or story or, uh, kind of part of this, um, who Jesus was or, or you're trying to find different characteristics of Jesus. Um, and a lot, a lot of times with Bible study, you could do a lot of times you do it with people. Um, and the nice, the nice thing about that is you actually get other people's opinions on certain, um, things, Mm -hmm. uh, which can definitely help because a lot of times we are, we are we kind of have a polarized opinion or a viewpoint as mm. a as, like just looking at it ourselves, but getting other people's opinions is great. Um, in terms of like devotions, it's a it's a habit which mm. is good, great. Um, it's a habit that we want to do a personal devotions to God and just you know going through a bunch of reading through the Bible or following a devotional kind of plan. Um, yeah. that's kind of how I'd see it. Yeah. So, so a common one for, and I know even our own people, because we subscribe to this and, and we get the books sent to us and a lot of people have yeah. subscribed to it online, but is the daily bread. Um, you know, our daily bread is, is, uh, 
you know, it maybe takes a couple minutes to read a, a real quick devotional on that. Uh, and people will do that faithfully. And, and I think that's a wonderful and good thing to do. Don't hear me wrong, but I don't think it's where we should stop in terms of our study of God's word. Um, I think there should be a process as a part of our spiritual disciplines and a part of our work and growth in Christ to expand upon that. But Pastor Larry, what do you, how, what would you say about that? I've been uh, thinking about this today, and, uh, and it is a hard one to disseminate between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, uh, well, I, I rather suspicion, I don't know if this is right, the devotional time that I have seems to be more of a simplistic, basic, mm. and looking at, okay, I, I've read this, uh, I'm trying to understand some of these scriptures that Paul, especially Paul, you know, and what does this mean? But I think on a deeper level, when we get into study, it becomes a little more uh, deeply involved, more deeper involved. I guess the word that we would use today is hermeneutics, mm. which really understands or tries to understand looking through that scripture in terms of the culture of what it was written, mm -hmm. um, the person who wrote it. Like, I, And I'm not good at this. And I, and I thought even going through the study and thinking this through, boy, I... I don't think I'm really good at this, but it's it's a drive to know the, the culture, uh, the, the person who's giving this out, what are the guidelines this person is saying to us, uh, what's the universal perspective. So he's mm -hmm. saying this in a Jewish culture, for example. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for us on, a, on this side of the globe and, and those yep. kind of things? And looking at the laws of uh, logic and reality, at the truth, and a whole number of things, uh, being objective and being able to see what are the deeper things? Uh, because some of the things of Scripture are, are deep, and we think, hmm. wow, how can I understand that? And can I even reach this plateau of which it seems that the Bible is telling me? How can this work? And so hmm. I find that devotions is probably a little more simple. I, I'm, I'm reading this and and allowing the Word of God, Hebrews 4 and 12, the Word of God is quick and powerful. It's a living Word. It speaks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can pick up my, yep. my newspaper, I can read it, but it doesn't speak necessarily. I get mm -hmm. information, but it doesn't speak to me mm -hmm. in the same way that the Word of God does. And so I, I think when we get into the studies and really look at it in a study point of view, a heavier study, and not that I want our people to be so inundated with all, all the things I've just mentioned, because you can get bogged down with that too. But to say, uh, I want to learn. I want to learn mm. what they went through. And uh, I, I'll just say this as I wrap up this part of it. There's a man that we have loved his singing. He's always put himself in the midst of the song. Don Francisco wrote these powerful songs. He put himself in those stories. And mm. they're powerful ballads and songs. Yep. And so when I begin to put myself in the place of like Isaiah, or or Jeremiah. Jeremiah, and God says, I want you to preach, and you're going to preach till the day you die. No one's going to listen to you. They're going to want to kill you. I think, well, <laughs> man alive, what's the sense of doing this? Or, mm. But we have to. And, and God mm. says, you have to do this. And so looking at those kind of things gives us a better understanding, maybe what some people are going through in the church, because God yeah. may require of them things. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, thank you. That's That's excellent. Thank you both for... For that, so I think I think we can conclude that the three of us would agree uh, that there is a difference between Bible study and devotion, and both are important. I just want to reiterate that. Totally. I want to be yep. gracious in that. Uh, I don't want this to be um, 
feel like you're getting hit over the head because you're not maybe doing Bible study or, or you've only done devotions or you're faithfully doing devotions. Uh, this is just an opportunity to help try to teach, help encourage you to consider maybe going deeper uh, than, than a daily devotion. And again, I want to be careful with our language because uh, Pastor Larry used the term simple and I've used the word going deeper. Uh, again, it's not that devotions aren't a good thing. They're no. very, yeah, very yeah. good. Uh, and they are can be life-changing as well for people. They certainly are. Um, but I think what Pastor Larry talked about, and we're going to get to this even more in the next couple of questions here as we unpack this, is there's something important about finding out more. There's something very valuable in finding out about the culture and how that worked. And, and I'm going to share some examples even about that uh, in the next little bit here. So thank um, you guys both. Yeah. Kale. I think something that should be said, we've described this in past, in the past two podcasts and of how it's spiritual discipline. So it's sort of like, sort of like working out where it just, it takes a dis, it takes discipline to work out and become stronger. Like if you look, think about going to the gym, um, but when you go to the gym, you don't all, all of a sudden lift like 300 pounds. Mm. Like it takes time to yep. develop these, uh, disciplines. So even if it's just a little thing, yep, a, a little step, like you don't have to feel like overwhelmed of like, I have to all of a sudden be really, really good at this, really, yep. really good at this. It takes time, uh, to do, to de- develop that. So just one step is a huge, is, is a huge step. Yep, absolutely. That's a great, great point, Caleb, in that, um, you know, if you're one of those persons who's doing regular devotions and it's taking you a few minutes, you might say, you know what, today I'm going to take an extra five minutes to maybe just research these words a bit, uh, maybe even check out some of the language uh, that was used in the original text, i.e. whether it be Hebrew or Greek. And uh, so, yeah, so that's good. Why do you guys think Bible study is important, like personal Bible study? What what? You know, we're talking about this and we're encouraging our people to look at this as a spiritual discipline. We're encouraging them to think about growing in this and or even maybe starting Bible study if they've only been primarily maybe involved in devotions, whatever it might be. Uh, so why? why? Why is that important, Pastor Larry? I think one of the things, and you again alluded to this a few minutes ago when you mentioned that uh, we're celebrating 50 years of ministry and marriage too. And thinking of that, uh, we, Sharon and I have been together, I mean, dating two years and then married, so 52 years. Do I know everything about her? Does she know everything about me? No. She <laughs> says, uh, Larry, you've never told me that story before. And I thought I had. Mm. Or something has dawned on me that I had forgotten that I had never told her. Mm. I told her one the other night. And, uh, and, and I think the same principle is true. I can read this dozens of times, and yet there are new truths that are coming all the time. So mm. when I think about what I just said a few minutes ago, to know him, uh, he's going to reveal because his word is living and active. And I, I, coming back to another statement you made, I think it's so important to understand that this word is the written word. It's the mm. Logos word, mm. but there is a rhema word. He does. He does speak to us. He's mm-hmm. a speaking God. And yes, there is a danger, because I've had some people tell me some pretty bonky, <laughs> wonky things, uh, but I, I, I want to say also that God makes application. This mm. is the way he walking in, he says to uh, Jeremiah. Mm. So I think one of the things to me is to know him, and it deepens my faith, because mm. he, um, 
is it Romans 10, 17? Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word mm. of God. The yep. more I read, the more I listen. And this is one of the things that fascinated me as a young 14-year-old. Got my first Bible, and I went to church, and I took bought myself a little dollar book, and I began to take notes and write down what the preacher was saying, mm. and then check it out. Yep. And and I love that part of understanding the scripture. We check this out. Make, is this guy telling me? Is this woman telling me the truth here? Mm. And so we yeah. get to search those things. And there's just a couple, and there's many more, of course. It's, you touched earlier. It's one of the things I love about scripture, but also in a in a weird way i want to say frustrates me and so i'll read something and i'd be like i'll be like how have i missed that like how did that just become brand new to me like i've gone to bible school i've you know i've studied the bible i've done a number certain like all these things right and all of a sudden something hits you new and i i just think that's um like i said it, it in one way it's a frustration in another way it's just a an incredibly beautiful mm-hmm. thing to go wow like yeah. he continues to speak through this Right. And yeah. even in some of the stories that are so grilled into us from learning as a kid or, you know, whether it's a story of David and Goliath and all of a sudden something new hits me out of that story. Right. And I just go, that's that's incredible. That that really is the acting and living part of God's word. Um, Caleb, did you want to add anything to why you believe personal Bible study is important? <laughs> um, certainly don't need to i i just didn't want to cut you off or no no, no. I, not, not, not that it comes to mind i think you to. guys covered everything that mm. i i would say um yeah nope. I, I, can i add one yeah absolutely uh, pastor Larry. uh i think for me again personally and us uh looking at our married life and children's life i don't know what we would have done through the trials over ministry and marriage and children and all that comes with that I don't know what we would have done if we didn't have the promises of God to rely on Mm. over and over and over, having read the scripture and uh, perusing its pages and allowing that scripture, not just something to be read, but it... uh, to, to hear that from, from the Word of God and to, to let it lodge in our heart and our mind and our spirit. And then when dark days come, oh yeah, the Word of the Lord came to me. And that's what I love about those Old Testament guys. The Word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, the son mm. of whatever. At, and, and he said, and that's a powerful thing, the Word of the Lord came to me. And it's in those trials that those words have come to Sharon or to me or our kids or somebody else. And this is the value. When, when we're going through things, and sometimes it's somebody else calls and, and they know the problem. They say, Pastor Larry, I, I, just, I don't understand this, but the, the Lord has given me this passage for you. Mm. And we've had this over and over in the last 50 years. And it's the same passage God gave us. I thought, wow, 33,133 verses, and this person, <laughs> boom, hits it right where we needed it. Yep. And God's confirming his word and his yeah. promises. So, so cool when that happens. Yep, no, absolutely. Well, we've talked about the why, certainly, and we've talked a bit about the what. Let's let's kind of look at maybe perhaps the how here. Maybe some people who are watching right now are going, okay, guys, this is awesome. I, I'm, I'm really into this. I'm hearing what you're saying, but I don't have a clue where to start. I don't have a clue what to do. What does an actual Bible study look like? So I'm going to come back to what I had said earlier. There's no one size fits all. There's all kinds of ways to do this. So we're going to just share some of our own experiences, some of our own tidbits, so to speak, in terms of what kind of helps us in terms of going a little bit deeper into God's word or studying it. Uh, And so, yeah, 
So, Pastor Larry, I'm going to start with you. What what does a Bible study look like for you? Like, where do you start? What do you do? What what what's your typical process? I like to uh, sit down and with my Bible and uh, many times with pen and paper. And I really have to work, as I've said earlier, work hard at this. I want to do this for me. This has nothing to do with the Bible study, nothing to do with what I have next Sunday or whatever. This is for me. Mm. No outlines, just just read this and let it speak. Mm. And so I, I would encourage people, buy yourself a, you know, go to the dollar store, get yourself a book or whatever, <laughs> and begin to write. Mm. Write what you're sensing that verse is saying. Look up. Look up, many of the Bibles will have an opening premise of what the book is about. Hmm. Read that, and that'll give you an insight as to why the book is written. And then as you begin to read it, uh, write down, I think it's a good thing to write down questions. Uh, write down questions. Well, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to write this out as a question, and I'll pose this to some of my friends. What do you think this means? Hmm. Or just to be able to go through that and, and write it down. I do love... Uh, and one of the questions I had found, uh, and the questions here I thought was so interesting, and the power of words. And I've always loved English. I wasn't good at science and all that stuff, but I loved English. I've mm. always been attracted to verbs, verbs that to do, to do. It's not that our life is in the doing, but when I look at Psalm 37, for example, eight times, nine times in eight verses, there's a verb. Trust in the Lord, mm. dwell and, yep. and delight in those kind of things without yep. going through all of that and doing it. But just write those things down and begin to think through how does that, this is more than just gathering it here, it's gathering it in here and memorizing that, I think. And it's like um, some some food is actually, it, it's, um, it's dry to eat it. Mm. It's dry. And sometimes it, it, it's reading some of the scripture. When you read all those things of the Old Testament, for example, uh, of uh, he begat and she begat and all, that's dry reading. But it's, it's necessary. It's, it's necessary. And we begin to work our way through that, and, and we see the value of what God is saying, because uh, even out of the root of David, uh, the root of Jesse, what's that mean? That means there's a prophecy way back here about the coming of the Messiah. And it was happening way back here. Mm -hmm. So there's the fruit of Old Testament study because it's it's leading to a revelation, a better yep. revelation. Yep. There's a short version. There's a lot more. But no, no, no. That's, 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 that's a, no, thank you. That's an excellent start, and we're going to expand on this as we continue to go through that. Caleb, what uh, what's personal Bible study kind of look like for you? Where do you start? Uh, what what kind of inspires you to keep going? What what you know? Lately, it's been like. I, like I, for example, there's some things that I've been wrestling with with like where I stand on things mm. uh, in the world, mm. yep. and a lot of my Bible study has been trying to research what God has to say about it. Mm. Um, so, so part of that is reading the Bible, yep, and reading Scripture on these different topics. But some of it is actually just getting opinions as well. So mm. like I'll listen to um, so, some podcasts about from different perspectives of the certain topic, just to see what they have to say, see what scripture they've looked at. Yep. Um, and I've found that, that to be helpful. And then I, I kind of obviously fact check it for myself. Yep. Um, so that's something I like I'll do. I'll, I'll just, I'll sometimes read some scripture and then dive into it a little more. Mm -hmm. But lately that's kind of my approach. No, and that's, that's great. And I think, I think that's, um, 
a really honest approach and I think maybe an approach that a lot of our listeners would um, think about and, and connect with going, well, I, I have, you know, a lot of times we, we look at things topically, right? So if I'm dealing with a marriage issue or a relational issue, okay, I really want to know what the Bible has to say about this. And so that's one approach of, of Bible study is, is topical. Um, another one is just, you know, is theological in the sense of, yeah, what do I, what do I believe about this? What do I believe about the Holy spirit? What do I believe about the person of Jesus? What do I believe about creation? Um, you know, and, and Bible study helps with all this. Now, Bible study may not answer all of this and you may have to bring in some experts, what I call biblical historians or theologians as a part of your Bible study. Uh, but I do want to say this. I want to say that um, everybody uh, has an opinion on everything. <laughs> this is kind of the danger spot, so to speak, of Bible study. Is if you don't know something yourself, or if you're not really fully relying on the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you, and you're just looking for a single personality, uh, that can be dangerous. For instance, I use all kinds of people. Um, I cross-check them. I listen to some things. And there are some times where I'll follow a person. And, and for those of you who were, when we were in COVID, were watching my daily Bible study, you would hear me say I referenced a man named Dr. Constable quite often. Dr. Constable has some great study notes, but he has some things that I completely disagree with in those study notes. And uh, you just... But that's where that's why Bible study is important because you need to know what you believe. Mm. Um, now you might be sitting there going, "Well, I don't know what I believe because I haven't studied the Bible enough." Well, that that's okay, and that's a that's a learning moment. But I think if you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, He's also going to give you those eh, "this doesn't seem right" type feelings, um, and so that's kind of an area of discernment, which I we may talk about a little bit later on in our spiritual disciplines as well uh, as a part of this series. But discernment is really important. And so, again, not, not one size fits all, but certainly uh, different ways of doing this. So for me, a Bible study is, is similar to Caleb. Um, I grew up in a tradition, first of all, that was very... Um, it was a little bit boring, if I can be blunt, and it was a little bit, hey, this is what you should believe. This is what you have to believe. Mm. Uh, believe it no matter what, and never question it. Um, that that type of teaching, and and I'm I'm overemphasizing here to just make a point, but that was a part of it. So a part of that for myself in my own journey, and some of you watching may or may not agree with this, but. Um, so the teaching I received was that infant baptism was the way to baptize. It was very important to baptize infants. And it was one thing that I always wrestled with growing up. And I always remember thinking, well, that's, that's what I was taught. So that must be true. But then when I met someone else uh, who was really important in my life, who didn't agree with that, I had to answer that question. And I had to look at that question and for me, it was an intense Bible study at that point to go, okay, what does the Bible have to say about baptism? What are the examples it reveals? What does Jesus himself example to us for, in regards to this? And so on and so on. And after a long journey of that, I realized that my tradition didn't line up with what I really believed scripture had to say about it. And that's that we should be making our own choice in baptism and not having someone else make it for us. Um, 
so, and that's just a quick example. And some of you may be watching who maybe have are part of infant baptism uh, faiths and are like, oh, that you didn't really explain that well. We can send me an email and we'll talk more about it. Um, but that's just one example uh, for me. So around the gifts of the Holy Spirit is another one of those big topics. Okay, what do I believe about how the Holy Spirit operates? Do I believe tongues? And if I do, what does that look like? How do I unpack that? So all of these things are really, this is why we study scripture. And it's not why we just hold on to one verse and go, okay, well, this verse is the answer. Uh, no, that's that's dangerous as well. We need to have the, the bigger picture in, in, in context there. We need to look at the cultural context. We need to look at the language context and all of those things. So so that to me is why Bible study is is important, and that's what a part of it looks like for me personally. Is it's it's things that I just wrestle with daily, like Caleb said. And and as we see the world in more pain and more hurt, you know, more questions. Why does God allow suffering? Right? There's a there's a Bible study. You want to have a fun Bible study? Maybe not fun is not the right word. But you want to have an in-depth Bible study, study why does God allow suffering, right? And again, you're going to have people who are going to have be all over the map, perhaps, in some of their opinions of that. Um, but be careful in that. Be wise. Be discerning. Be asking the Holy Spirit to speak into that. And be doing your homework in terms of actually reading the scriptures of what it has to say about that. Um, can I just make a comment, yeah, too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a dangerous approach to Bible study as well. Um like you, you, you mentioned di- like danger, and I was like, uh, kind of this one thing popped in my head, which is, don't go into Bible study trying to, um, back up what you think. Mm. Try yeah. to do Bible study to, to actually see what God has to say about it. Because mm. a lot of times I find people will go into the Bible and be like, okay, I believe this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find scripture that will back it up. When it's like you're taking, you end up taking scripture completely out of context. And it's not like the right approach. Yep. The right approach is to go into the Bible with an open mind about like, okay, like whatever God has to say about it, I'm okay with. Um, but like actually going to the Bible and researching what God has to say, not trying to back up your own thoughts. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why, um, you know, some traditions are wonderful and we want to hold on tradition to tradition, but also holding on to the belief of, um, what I was taught was taught through tradition is, is dangerous. Um, and for that exact reason, and for the example I shared earlier, like if I, if I have a, a natural bent to something I believe and I'm heck bent, so to speak, for lack of a better term to prove that rather than being open to what the Lord actually has to say to me in that through his scripture, that's a huge difference, and, and thanks for pointing that out, Caleb, because I agree with you 100%. So any extra thought on that, Pastor Larry? And we don't all have to agree. I always say that <laughs> in our podcast. We can have different opinions on these things, and we can challenge each other on these things, but I, I like what Caleb had to say there in terms of um, sometimes we get on our, our soapbox uh, and we're not willing to really give it a chance to reconsider that we might need to learn something in that case because we're just trying to prove our own point. Mm-hmm. 
I, I agree. I don't have any disagreement uh, at all with that. I, I did write that out my, myself as one of the dangers to mm. sift and sort. Mm. Do I find something that I, that I like? Mm. Um, and, and those kind of things. And the other thing is um, a danger, I suppose, of personal study. We are grateful for what we learn, but uh, it doesn't make me an expert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. and I don't want yeah. to be arrogant. I, yep. I don't want to ever people people to think that I've got all the answers. I, yep. I don't, and we don't. And uh, sometimes are just what we call what I would call mystery bag questions. We have mm. to wait till the other side to get the answer. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. It's yeah. okay. That's where faith comes in. Yep. God knows what He's doing, even though sometimes I don't know what He's up to. But mm-hmm. that's where I have to trust him. No, and that's so good. And Caleb and I actually were talking about that earlier today, just as we were working on some other things for Good Friday and Easter about, you know, there's some there's some Bible teachers, unfortunately, out there that just just are unmovable. Like they just and in Which to be fair, there's some truths that are unmovable. Yes. I agree. But yep. yeah, there, there there's some teachers who are just like they have to know the answer of everything. Yes. Even if they're wrong. <laughs> yep. Or even if they don't really know, they're going to pretend they know because they just, they believe they have to have a, an answer for everything. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, and, and our church people are uh, well in BIC specifically our church. They'll know me to be, I don't know if I want to use the word humble cause I want to call myself <laughs> humble cause that doesn't sound humble. Um, but I often will say I'm not an expert on this or I don't, I don't have the answer for this. Um, and, and I think that's just a good posture to take. Sometimes it doesn't mean we should get lazy in it. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do some work on that and try to maybe find out those answers, but to think that we always know everything in full, it's, I think it's just a, a poor way to, well, I like what pastor Larry said at the start, how he said, like, I've been doing ministry for 50 years and I still don't know everything. And that's the case. Like even till, till the, till we pass away. Even like, you know, 80 years, hopefully down the road, like we still won't know everything. There's mm-hmm. some things that like is so big and like God, like God is so big and he, there's some things we just can't understand with our, with our human minds yep. that only like God can understand. Um, and yeah, we, on the other side, we'll, we'll figure it out. But like, yeah, we will, we won't fully understand everything even hundred years down the road. Hmm. Yep. No, that's good. Caleb. It's like um, Gypsy Smith, a great preacher back in the 1800s, or early 1900s, I guess. They were doing an interview with him, talking, and uh, and uh, the man said to him, but, but Mr. Smith, you've led a half a million people to Jesus. I know, but it should have been a million. Hmm. It, hmm. It's perspective. It's perspective. Yeah, totally. And always, always pressing forward, look, looking forward. We, yeah. we don't want to get stagnant. I think that's the other danger. The danger is getting stagnant in what I believe and what I... But what if, uh, being stretched is a wonderful thing. Stretched in our theology, stretched. I don't mean to to uh, to uh, disseminate it or to to disregard it. No, but okay. Is there something new I can learn about this? Is there something mm. I don't understand? Show me, Lord. Show us. Yep. And the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counselors. Mm. So that's again the the, the value yeah. of community and learning in yes. Bible studies. Like yep. I said earlier, yep. my Bible studies last night. I asked one question. I got five different approaches, <laughs> and every one of them were viable answers. I thought <laughs> this is a value of community. Yeah, yeah totally. So good. So and good. Yeah, other people just have different perspectives, and that's yep. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that one quote out there that's that. Um, talks about, I, I may have mentioned it in an earlier podcast that we've had, um, 
But in five years, I don't want to be the same person that I was mm. five years ago. Mm. And like, I think we should conti- like keep striving for that. So like in five years, let's challenge ourselves to keep learning and mm. keep growing yep. um, to be just closer to God and um, have a better understanding of God. Yeah, no, for sure, Caleb. One of the things I had written earlier in preparation of this was that um, what a good question to ask yourself in, in personal Bible study is, um, is this a quote unquote salvation issue? Is this, is this a, a major doctrinal issue in terms of, is this, does this affect my salvation with Christ? So what I mean by that is, is we will say things like, well, is this a hill worth dying on? And so we can learn about some of the topical things like, you know, whether infant baptism versus believers baptism, whether women in leadership or not women in leadership, whether, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different thoughts around the gifts of the Holy Spirit and so forth. But at the end of the day, there there are some pivotal things that we need to believe as Christ followers that we just don't touch. Uh, and just to name a few of those is the Trinity, the triune God. We believe that God is is a creator. Now, you may not believe in a young earth or an old earth. That, to me, isn't a salvation issue. Uh, I certainly have my opinion, and I want as many people to follow my opinion of a young earth. <laughs> Um, super humble. <laughs> yeah, super humble there. I just put my own plug in for young earth. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's not a salvation issue. But the the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ, a non-issue. There, there's nothing to negotiate there. There's nothing to, you know, uh, find out. Well, certainly find out more about. But there, it's you're not going to change the fact of what happened there because of Bible study. And so I think that's just one of the things you want to keep in mind. I, I just want to share a few quick examples of some of my own things that I've come across in years that I've had to, uh, I'm guilty of hearing something that I think is really cool and then sometimes sharing that before I've, I've really researched it. Or what I've done is I've read something really cool by one person I've repeated that, and then I've to find out later on that there's four or five people who disagreed with that, and I'm and I'm talking theologically or historically here. So one of the things that I always wrestled with with Bible study is, and this is just a practical kind of I don't want to say goofy question because I think it's a real question, but whatever happened to Joseph, right? So we hear about Mary, and I'm talking about Joseph, the father, the adoptive father of Jesus, and so. That really bugged me one time, and so I was like, "I gotta, I gotta research this. I gotta find out more about this." So I found one author who was like, "Oh, Joseph was probably quite old, and he probably died of old age." And I remember thinking, "Oh, this is cool. Like, this is something I've never heard of before. That that totally makes sense. That Joseph could have been old." And this author specifically was talking about it wasn't that uncommon in the cultural context for an older man to marry a teenage girl and so forth and betrothed to her and those things. And I remember giving this in a, I actually preached this in a message one time and I said, Hey, you ever wonder what happened to Joseph? Well, I can tell you he died of old age. And I remember like a lot of people looking at me like, what just happened there? Like, has our pastor (laughs) lost his mind or whatever? And I remember thinking, man, that sounded so great at the time, but it needed more study. Now, we don't know. Ultimately, Scripture doesn't tell us. So the one person who thought that Joseph died of old age, he actually could be correct. 
But there's more people out there, a lot more people who believe that Jesus was of normal age. He was probably a young man. And these are the reasons for why they think that and, and so forth. So that was one example. Uh, and I'm just using some practical examples here just to tell you about how we just need to be careful and we need to do the extra research. So years ago, I'd heard that someone had said to me uh, that Sheol was, and Sheol is a word for hell, another word for hell, that Sheol was the Hebrew word for the belly of the whale. And so I'm talking about Jonah now. So when Jonah went to, into the whale for three days, he went into the, the stomach of hell, so to speak. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that makes total sense. Jesus talks about Jonah being in the whale for three days and he'll be in the tomb for three days, or like that type of thing. And I was like, but I couldn't find that. When I actually went to do the language study on the belly of the whale, it doesn't actually give you the Hebrew word sheol, for hell. So I was like, okay, there, there may be a principle there, but it's not actually a direct translation of the word, which is what another author had told me. So my whole point is this, is we need to cross reference. When you're doing Bible study, don't just read the first thing and then go, oh my goodness, that's so mind boggling. That's so amazing. I've got to use that. I got to tell everybody under the sun about that until you've cross-referenced it with at least a couple other, I would say at least three other authors to get a good glimpse of, of what's happening there. Context is everything. Yep. Don't just take one verse. I mean, it's good to study a verse and, and we have a, a practice that we call Lectio Divina, which I think is a wonderful practice. And it basically takes a chapter of scripture, breaks it down to a paragraph, breaks it down to a sentence, and then breaks it down to a word that will stand out to you. But that's more of a worship practice than an actual Bible study practice. A Bible study practice wouldn't do that per se. Uh, and I have nothing against Lectio Divina. I think it's a great practice, but it's not Bible study. And so um, context is everything. So knowing the cultural context, knowing the language context, and we've mentioned that a few times now, using a variety of sources, um, not just your favorite preacher. I have some awesome favorite preachers. Um, and then I listen to them sometimes and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> that's certainly not how I interpret that or look at that. And, and not even so much about how I interpret that. That's certainly not what I believe the Bible to mean and or say in reference to that. So that's maybe more specifically. Uh, I was told one time that the word believe in John three sixteen. So whoever believes in Jesus uh, I was told that that word literally means commit. When I had heard that, I thought, oh, that's really cool because it's really easy to believe in something. When I go out to my car, I believe it's going to start. doesn't take a lot of faith for that, to, to, for that belief. But when we think about committing in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's a whole different ballgame. Now, again, I couldn't find that the, the original Greek word for believe doesn't actually mean commit. But it's possible that in that context of the cultural context of that, that that's what Jesus was getting at when he said that. Um, so it's, it's those types of things that you're wrestling with as you work through Bible study. That's why Bible study is important because it gives you those frame pieces to kind of work through. So those are just a few examples. Pastor Larry, I, I know you got a lot of notes there. I don't want to miss anything that you might want to add into that and or Caleb, any other comments or questions or you want to say hey pastor andrew you were way off base there uh we have to take you up back and, <laughs> and uh 
No, my mind was just going on a, a number of things. Yes, it is. It is, uh, and I've done that too. I heard something and then spilled it out and thought, oh man, I, I wish I hadn't said that because I found out mm. it was a little conjectural. So mm. I'm trying to learn from that. Um, and again, I think it's so imperative to to be able to be sensitive, be sensitive to what others are saying. I, I don't disregard. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to it but i think sometimes it's just the the depth of going into studies and giving ourselves grace that we're not going to understand all of this here yeah. and giving and i think it's so important to have this study because because no matter where people are they can hitch on to this and yeah. know that god's word is going to speak to them and i think caleb you said it between the lines this is what i've gathered uh, the scripture gives us direction in life when we don't mm. know where we're going and what does God require here. Mm. The scripture is so helpful. And so I, I think for anyone, whether they're 20 years in the faith or uh, two days in the faith, mm. to get into the scripture, it's going to give us answers to life. It's going to give us answers to our struggles. It's going to give us peace. It's going, I've, I've written, a, I, I wrote down 20 things. I won't do it tonight, <laughs> but 20 things that are results of personal studies, what it mm. does for us. And yep. when I stop and consider all of that and realize how much I, I want to grow and be more like Jesus. Mm. If I can just if I can just put it down to one thing, my mind's been tumbling back to a song that these people that we have known well uh, sang 50 years ago. Uh, I have one supreme desire that I might be like Jesus. Mm. And I think the more we're into this and, and learn what he is saying to us and understanding the culture, what the dy dynamics of that time were, whether sin or the revival that took place, and, and Sharon's been reading about Jehoshaphat and, and Asa mm. and what they did. And it was so exciting to realize that God was using. And the thing that struck me, just even this, this point here, studying the Word of God, and, and we look, we have a tendency to look to, to, to the ministers, the, these guys at the top. They've got the answers. But the thing that struck me in reading that the other night, the Spirit of the Lord didn't give uh, Jehoshaphat the answer. Mm. He gave it to a... Uh, a man who was worshiping, mm. just quiet, Jehaziel. And he prophesied, and he said, and then the word of the Lord came to uh, Jehoshaphat. So I thought, well, this is so powerful because God isn't using this person at the top. He's using this person yep. who was seemingly unknown, and maybe somebody might feel, well, who am I? Listen, get into the word. You have no idea what you're going to say. Mm. And I've had people over the years tell me, I didn't know I was going to say that. Where'd that come from? They've had, where'd <laughs> that? Well, you read it and it was in your spirit. And at the mm -hmm. right time, God gave you that word to drop that seed into a person's heart. Yep. And that's yeah. why this is so exciting because yep. we really don't know all that's going to happen. My job, our job is to be faithful. It's mm -hmm. his job to make us fruitful. Mm -hmm. That's his work, not sure. mine. Yep, yep. Yeah, amen. I think I think a couple things I just want to highlight is like personal Bible study is is for us. It's not for us to prove someone else's point wrong. It's not for yeah. us to lord over someone in terms of a relationship, so i.e. a marriage relationship or a, a parenting relationship. Um, it's it's meant to be a couple things. Pray, pray when you're doing mm -hmm. Bible study. Pray that the Lord would reveal things to you. Uh, what do you need to do in this situation? What is it that you're saying to me, Lord? Um, 
And then as things progress in that, he may give you a word for sharing with the church body or with a community body or a small group or whatever. But don't be seeking out your personal Bible study time for those reasons. Be seeking it out for yourself to say, Lord, how can I grow? What do you want to teach me today? Uh, allow me to learn more about you and who you are and, and the person you want me to be. So any last thoughts, Caleb um, or Pastor Larry? Just one. Um, a great like use of Bible study, or I don't know if I'm phrasing that right, but um, is if you do like go, obviously, you know, one of the practices is going to church and or the disciplines and you're, you know, you listen to your pastor and he's talking about stuff. It's a part of Bible study is, is fact, fact checking that mm. or diving yep. deeper into what he's talking about Yep. because you shouldn't just take the pastor at his word. You yep. should be going into the word and actually backing up what he's saying so that you know, it's truth. Mm. Um, just yeah. Final comment. Yep. No, fair enough. Just a practical thing. Uh, I was thinking I had written down some of the tools that I've used. When I first started out, it was um, Matthew Henry and mm. Adam Clark. Great men, great writers. But it was, it was awful because, <laughs> and, and, he, and from this context, they didn't have like, uh, like paragraphs. Like one yeah. of the guys that I like these days that I've been using for three or four years, his name is David Guzik from mm. Enduring Word. Mm. Tremendous. But he has short, pithy uh paragraphs mm. and it's a lot easier than trying to read and here's a very practical thing men don't read stuff unless it's 12 font mm. Mm. anything smaller forget it it's too hard yep. to read it and it's too hard to get because they wrote in long paragraphs yep. i mean i love spurgeon stuff but man those guys had long paragraphs <laughs> i i when i first started to get get into ministry it's like oh i need a good commentary and i got matthew henry's commentary and it was about six inches thick <laughs> and yeah and about size six font yeah. i think mm -hmm. and and almost was like shakespeare to yes. me to be mm -hmm. honest with yes. you mm -hmm. i was like I was looking to learn stuff here and now I like, I need the Coles notes version of how to understand Matthew's com Matthew Henry's commentary. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. So I, uh, but there are some good resources, a real simple resource. And, and I wouldn't say it goes super deep, but it certainly explains things well. And that's gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org is a fairly solid website. You have a question, you just plunk it into there. And it'll give you a few different articles possibly to read. And, and they're not long articles, and, and they're certainly helpful. Um, but again, if you see something in there that you think, eh, I'm not quite sure about that, definitely cross-reference Yeah, always cross-reference. Not, not everything is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this has been a real blessing, gentlemen. Yeah. I, I, I want to encourage people, if you are listening and, and you have other questions, um, if you're like, well, I'm wondering about this, or could you help me with that? Pastor Larry, Caleb, and myself are more than willing to answer more questions to help you get on track if, if you want to help, if you need more practical ideas, or if we didn't answer a question that you might be thinking about, uh, please don't allow this to just be the end of it. Like I said, uh, press on, continue to study God's Word, and if there's any way that we can help you, let us know. God bless, and have a great week, everyone. Hope to see you at Good Friday service, or not service, but Good Friday's uh, walkthrough event and Easter Sunday morning at 1030. God bless. Have a great weekend.